This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This is Matt, and Brad again is muted at the beginning of the show. Welcome back to the final cast on the Paddle and Fin Network. I'm Matt. Brad. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even know how to respond to that. Did you see how I'm sitting here at the beginning of the show, like, sideways? like? Yeah, you're like, I don't, like, what, what are you doing? What, are I don't you know. Trying, trying to be like an OG or something? Because you, I'm a... it's not looking... I'm just trying to entertain the masses, the millions of people that listen to us. Dude, I wish that was the case. That'd be awesome. <laughs> it's all right. I like I like the amount of followers we have because it's not too many, and I get to talk to them all the time. So yeah. I'm 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 about that. Um, man, how you doing, Brad? How you doing? I'm doing swell, brother. How are you? I don't got the fish yet, <laughs> still. So I'm not doing great. Yeah, I've been a. Co- I went. Twice last week, and I got skunked both days. So I was about I to say, I saw I saw you went out, and I saw Justin caught a <clears throat> tanky tank, and I was like, well. Did he? Yeah, he caught a decent one. Oh, that was the day. So I, I went out with him that day, and uh, he caught that fish on the first cast. It was, I think it was like a 17-incher. Um, I was out there for like an hour, and it was like 40-mile-an-hour winds, 
I got so pissed off. I just went home. Like it I, sucks, I, told Justin, I didn't even tell Justin bye. I just I went home. <laughs> I just so, left him I on the so water mad, in the middle dude. of winter. Oh my gosh, I was so mad. Dude, I hate that. I've had those days, and it's just so rough. Like, even with the motor, that is the only drawback with the kayak, right? So, even with the motor, with spot lock on, Torquedo, Newport, whatever floats your boat, if the wind is bad enough, it doesn't matter, and you're just in for a bad time. Yep. Just how it goes. Um, Me and you react the same way to when it's windy, too. Justin laughs at us. Yeah, I know, and it makes no sense because I don't know how he's not fr- – Justin's just – he's a laid-back type of guy, though. I don't think in, in the years and years of knowing Justin that I've ever seen him get mad. But, like, when it's windy, like, I mean, you've seen it. I get pissed immediately. Like, expletives are getting thrown out. I'm yeah. throwing crap. I'm anger, like, hate paddling my way back or hate pedaling my way back. That's how I loosen one of the arms my P, on my P-127 on the native drive. I literally pedaled too hard. So I was pissed. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, I just hate the wind. I hate it so much. Me but too. I looked at it before I went out there too, and I was like, I don't even want to go. But then I made myself go, and then I hated myself for it. <laughs> well, at least you, at least you got to go out, I guess. Um, the plus uh, whatever. Is, I was happy when I got home. Well, yeah. The plus is after this weekend, we will both have brand new boats, which we'll get to uh, talk in the show in the coming weeks of our yep. reviews. So I'm pumped for that. I'm not going to tell anybody what the boat is because I want to make it a surprise on Instagram. Even though, shows, even though this show comes out after, I'm probably going to post on Instagram about it. So it is what yeah. it is. But uh, it is it is whatever. But let's get into the show. I'm excited for this because I love having new companies and smaller companies and companies that maybe not everyone knows about on the show. And especially when the guest is the panel of Finn's very own brian schiller brian how are you boss man can i take a t- can i take a guess is it the rvr it is the rvr <laughs> <laughs> i mean i, I, I figured everybody I figured as much i i actually <laughs> got to see it uh we had one in the booth at the chicago show and it, it was super cool to see all the uh integrations mm-hmm. um hans newts put in that boat um i, I was i was impressed man i think you're gonna dig it Dude, I hope so. I'm just pissed that we had Mr. Newts on the show right after ICAST, and he like told us all these things had a 3D print, and then I see the boat for the first time, and it's got like an integrated drop skeg. I thought it'd be something like, like it's all in how it's built. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm I wish I would have known, but I'm kind of happy I didn't because it was a super awesome surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pumped. No, nah, it'll Pretty be cool. it'll be cool, man. I'm uh, interested to see what uh, folks think of it once they get it on the water. But I think yeah, it, I'm gonna it, try it out. It looks it looks way more comfortable than an eleven seven, and it'll definitely perform better than an eleven seven. Yeah, just by looking yeah. at it, you know, it's it's yeah. it's a super cool, interesting boat for sure. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree. But Brian, everyone will probably know you from your own show on the Paddle and Fin <laughs> Network. But just in case they don't, give us a rundown who you are. What do you like to do? Long walks on the beach. Yeah, I was going to say definitely long walks on the beach, <laughs> holding hands with uh, you two, one on each side, um, as we <laughs> cuddle and reminisce on on fishing stories down by the yeah. camp there at Dale Hollow while Jimmy comes <laughs> through the door. Yeah, what do you think I'm? <laughs> out of his mind? What do you What do you think I'm looking forward to? April. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Surfer>. uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I, I've been on here so many times, man. Uh, obviously, I'm, you know, the the guy that makes sure sure uh, makes sure that all the episodes on Paddle and Finn get uploaded, and I do the OG show and all that types of good stuff. But uh, recently, got a new job uh, doing marketing for a company called Dubro Fishing, and um, uh, you know, our biggest claim to fame is. Uh, 99% of all the stuff we make is made in house, made in the USA, um, which is a, a proud thing to, to have nowadays. Uh, you don't see it as much. Oh yeah. Um, but interesting background on the company. It actually started in 1959 by a guy named, uh, Dewey Broberg, um, who, loved remote control airplanes and he started mm. making hardware and parts and stuff for that and grew this uh huge company so if you got a remote control airplane boat uh car stuff like that there's more than likely a, a dubro part on there um mm. which is super cool and um, that's how you know our company started um, and then you fast forward to the 80s and uh, as Dewey retired, uh, his son Jim took over the company and uh, his two favorite things to do were hunt and fish. So that's where Dubro Fishing was born and Pine Ridge Archery. Um, so we're three companies under one roof and it, it's the same across the board. Uh, you know, all our stuff is is made in house for the most part, except for, you know, the small small little things uh that we can't get from the states um and that's usually due to you know epa regulations and stuff like that that you can't make here um but down you know down with the government yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh you know as uh you know they started dabbling in the fishing stuff it was like you know on the rc or hobby side whatever you want to refer to it as is um you know, when they started doing that stuff, they started like making machinery to make these parts. Um, we do a lot of uh, plastic injection molding, um, you know, threaded rods, things like that, that we use for the hobby side, which we were like, oh, well, we have a solution for this. We already have these parts or we can have a mold make to, you know, work in uh, one of our injection molding machines. And, uh, you know, small things have kind of been born from that. Um, you know, the old owner, um, really liked fishing trout and salmon on Lake Michigan and then saltwater fishing down in the Gulf. So we got like a lot of, uh, trolling and downrigging, um, type, you know, little gizmos and gadgets. And then, you know, along with that, they made a lot of, um, bait making tools, um, to go along with those two kind of, uh, types of fishing. Um, and then as years progressed, um, you know, our, our biggest thing in which we'll dive into, I'm sure is, uh, you know, our rod racks, rod storage. And, uh, that's probably the hottest moving item that we make. Um, just because it doesn't matter what type of fishing you do, you know, it's nice to be able to store your rods, not have to worry about breaking rod tips and things like that. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, and slowly we're working into the bass market with some of our baits and things like that. And, uh, 
yeah, man, it's uh, it's been a, a cool experience thus far. And um, I get to play a little bit on the R&D side as well. And, um, you know, we're always trying to, you know, come up with not reinvent the wheel, but solutions to problems we see out there yeah. or, you know, mm-hmm. see something like, oh, it'd be cool if we did this. You know, I could see utilizing this. And, you know, there's been stuff in the past, like I had a conversation with my boss today. Um, well, fast forward to 2020, uh, the guy that owns the company now actually bought the company right before COVID hit. Nobody knew what COVID was at the time. Yeah. Um, but he had had my job in marketing. Um, and he came from a TV background. He used to film for Midwest outdoors and stuff like that. And, uh, he got hired on to do some marketing stuff and that's when they were, uh, you know, working on a lot of the fishing and archery items and um you know he worked there for 19 years 18 or 19 years and then uh he ended up purchasing the company uh basically january 1st of 2020 and uh and then COVID hit and everything went crazy and mm-hmm. um they got through it and you know the fishing and archery division and even the hobby divisions um really uh succeeded uh, even more than what they already were just because we know everything in the outdoors was crazy during that time. So, mm-hmm. you know, fast forward to now the guy, uh, I'm sorry, the gal that was doing marketing moved on to a different career and the spot opened up. I took it and, uh, yeah, now I'm there and, you know, get to play with fishing and hunting stuff. <laughs> one of my favorite things all day. So you're kind of like the perfect guy for the job, man, because, like you've been around the fishing side for so long, you know, like what issues and like what, what you need to do to make things perfect for people that are out there on the water. Yeah. Yeah. And and, you know, my, my boss is, he's a, he's a bass fisherman too. And he'll be the first to admit he's not the greatest bass fisherman out there, but he loves (laughs) bass fishing compared to, you know, like he's got a place way up Northern Wisconsin and, you know, walleye and muskie are huge up there. So, he's done a lot of that fishing, you know, and, um, he's got a a son who's in high school who he loves getting out on the water with, and they love catching bass and stuff. And, uh, you know, so that's where like, you know, we kind of see a trajectory going for us currently is kind of diving into the bass market because we haven't even really touched it with the exception of like, I guess you could call our rod holders, you know, part of that. So, um and then and then we got some other stuff too right like um you know we'll talk about it but we're bringing a product back that was actually designed like late 80s and you know they were trying to market it to big boats and stuff but um i got shown this thing and i was like dude this is perfect for a kayak like why'd you get rid of this like this is perfect and you know, we could talk about that. So, you know, it's, it's kind of cool, man, to, uh, be on all aspects of it, but you know, the company, you know, goes all the way back to 59 and it's kind of crazy because like we have some old articles and advertisements and stuff hanging on the walls at the office and like, uh, blueprints and patents and stuff. And it's super cool. I'm a history guy. So I love seeing that stuff, you know, and, and knowing there's a history there, and you know it's it's always been a uh you know the main focus has been made in the usa uh for years 
and they continue to strive to that even with struggles of you know during covid with you know um shortages on certain items obviously plastic there was a huge shortage there for a while Mm -hmm. we all know with kayaks and stuff like that and that affected them too you know so um obviously they're not dealing as big a quantities as a kayak you know but we still pump out quite a bit of stuff in in plastic for sure that's cool yeah. yeah, and it's awesome that you guys were able to pull through because, I mean, like you know, and we know, even people that we know in the industry, a lot of places shut down. They weren't yeah. able to get stuff, and they just couldn't weather. So yeah. I'm probably having that, A, that history <clears throat> since 59 and having pretty much dabbling in a lot of different aspects. And like you said, and we both know, me and Brad have complained about it on the show before, but COVID saw like the biggest surge of outdoorsmanship yeah. ever yeah. because no one could do anything. I know 100%, I saw. 100%, man. I saw more people in the water than I've ever seen and more people in a stand or lack of just walking through the woods, bumbling around, scaring everything that lived. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, their, their customer base, um, you know, on the fishing side, almost doubled, you know, uh, during COVID, which, you know, was crazy. And they were like, all right, we'll take it while we can get it, you know? Yeah. And, you know, like the big thing, you know, I focus on right now is just staying on that curve, you know, staying in touch with our customers and being relatable and, you know, you want them to stick around and a lot of them have. And uh, it's it's funny, like when I look at analytics and stuff like, you know, it's it's pretty much like 50 50, like, you know, per week, like 50 percent return customers plus 50 percent new customers, you know, mm-hmm. so um, it's cool. We're we're out there in the forefront you know, like I always say, battling it out in the streets, you know, and just, uh, you know, trying to, trying to just stay relevant and stay ahead of things. And, um, you know, and that's the thing like, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price. Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You know, we've had conversations at the office like, you know, I got social media background with, you know, podcasts, you know, my personal fishing stuff, things like that. So, you know, they were posting like once every like three to five days. And I'm like, yeah, this has got to change. I know, (laughs) man. Real quick, you know. So um, go ahead. Go ahead, man. I've I've talked to Jimmy about this before and just like. There's, I'm not going to name the companies, but there's companies out there. They will, they won't post at all. And I'm yeah. like, yeah. give me, give me your account. I can help you guys. Name it. <laughs> well, name and, it. and, and that was the same thing too. Like when I was going through the job interview process, I was like, look, I've looked at all your stuff, obviously, cause I want to know where I'm coming to work, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, if I don't get the job, like at least let me help you there because you guys are really struggling and that's something you guys can really, really capitalize on. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in, in all facets of that, you know, it's just like right now I'm like, it, it's, it's crazy, stupid, like what some companies spend on marketing, like towards things that aren't really relevant anymore like tv or magazines things like that i'm like dude like 
we could be putting money towards social media that's like a fraction of the cost and doing twice as good you know what i mean or if not 10 times as good you know so it's kind of cool man being on that end of things you know and 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 seeing how that works in a bigger bigger company you know we we do quite a bit of business and you know between the three companies and uh yeah it's it's pretty cool man pretty cool yeah Yeah. i think it's it's sorry brad i mean say it but i think it's awesome that you're you're coming into that with that mindset because social media has taken over every industry oh yeah and it's it's to the point where i'm like at cabela's or field and stream and you see like i grew up with uh going to bass pro or dicks or something and seeing the fishing magazine and seeing the hunting magazine wanting to buy it so i can read it but i mean i see him i'm like dude i can't believe people like spend x amount of dollars because it's not cheap to get a full page ad in a magazine yeah to where they they could spend a quarter of that i think facebook if you spend twenty dollars it'll reach ten thousand accounts yeah well well, i could tell you like on the print side right like um we recently did a full page ad in uh inside archery and that was like i mean i don't think i'm gonna be in trouble for saying this i mean it's pretty well known but i think it was like two grand you know and that was a full page ad but it included some other ads with that uh you know down the road and some product spotlight stuff but still i mean that's quite a bit of money i mean granted in the archery industry it makes sense for us there because that particular magazine goes to every dealer manufacturer Mm -hmm. um you know bow shop you know and and it's out there for the general public to read you know it's it's kind of like an industry magazine you know it's it's like the kayak angler magazine of of archery so to speak you know so um you know it's it's one of those things like you you know you still got to dabble in it somewhat because you know not everybody is caught up with the times and especially and it's funny because like on the hobby end of things right like a lot of those guys are older retired dudes and Mm -hmm. no offense to them but like we still have guys that call and order over the phone. I had a dude the other day tell me he was going to mail us a check for his order. It's like, <laughs> whoa, whoa. Like, there's old guys that, like, still, like, write their order down on a piece of paper and mail it in. Like, you know. That's crazy. So, like, those guys are still, like, reading the newspaper and magazines and stuff like that. So, yep. You know, you got to cater to your audience. Obviously, fishing industry. I mean, you obviously have some older guys like that still in the fishing world. But you know, I would say eighty-five percent of them are still, you know, are younger and caught up with the times of technology and things like that. So <laughs> that's crazy, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How I, times I've, have changed. Yeah, I forgot what I was going to say after Matt talks, but it's all good. You'll remember. Sorry. It's it's because you're wearing a Pittsburgh hat, bro. We understand. Hey, I got this one too. And he's got a pirate sweater on. <laughs> oh my god. Hey man, at hey least, NFL it, NFL's over. He's ready for baseball to start. Well, I would have expected him to have a penguin shirt on because he knows how much I despise Sydney. Oh Crosby, yeah. But <laughs> that's all right. Actually, that's all right. I got a penguin's jersey with my name on the back. My wife got me. It's pretty yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll oh, leave those I'm, comments to myself or after the show ends <laughs> I, I know what i'm wearing today hollow now all right so <laughs> nothing 
Well, oh yes, yeah. but that's later. <laughs> I have to drive there, and we can't be like the guy we saw last year drinking a uh, oh my god on the way down. No, oh, did we, we ever talk about, about that on the podcast? podcast? I don't. Think we did. We were going down, and I was driving, and we were going through like the back hills. Of, we were at what maybe an hour away from Dale Hollow, like from yeah, uh, uh, the marina. And I, I just go over, and for people watching on the YouTube, this is my face. I was literally driving. I looked over, and I was like. I saw him too. That and I, I was like, and I was like, I, I looked that? at Brad. Yeah, and he just sped off, and I was like, dude, he's just smacking on a Corona. So I drove, I drove faster and got behind it. And this dude just sit with a foot up on the dash, just drinking a Corona. <laughs> and I was like, what's going it's on a, here? Tennessee is a different world, my friend. Yeah, like the he dude was from Georgia, it, from Georgia, and it had a big ATL sticker on it. And I was like, dude, like this guy's just balling out in the w- middle of the woods on this back highway. Where I've seen like 18 final destination log trucks. Like he's ready to die. Like, oh, oh man. I can't believe it waited almost a year to talk about that. But maybe we'll get lucky and we'll see something else on the way down there and we'll nail you You next February. You always see something on the way down that way, man. I tell you what, I tell you what, you are not wrong. But um, let's jump into this. Brad, where do you want to start product wise? Because we got a let's start with their most popular. Uh, the rod rack. The rod rack. So, so it, into some of these. So I haven't installed yet. Just an FYI. Yeah. So so Maddie's holding up the. We call that the hang 'em high and uh, brag. Oh, cool. at, brag at the track rod plus. But so that hang 'em high is nice. I actually just did an install video and I put one up in my garage uh, to do that install video. Because we had a couple questions uh, from from people that have bought the product and um, on like how to mount it and things like that. So, you know, I had this um, chintzy rod rack that I made out of three quarter inch plywood. I drilled like inch and a half holes and routered them and all this mm-hmm. stuff. But, you know, that wood is still rough um, on the actual hangers. Um, that's all molded plastic and it's, it's a very heavy duty, dense nylon. Um, it has no fiberglass in it. So like customers are always concerned, like, does this have fiberglass? Will it scratch my rods? And no, it's a hundred percent plastic. It's just a different type of plastic. Um, but it's cool. So yeah, Matt's showing the picture on the back. (laughs) And, and when I first saw that, like I saw a picture of like, all the rods facing one way, like butt ends on one end, mm-hmm. rod tips on the other. And I'm like, looking at it in my garage, and I'm like, why couldn't I just, you know, in each slot, you know, put a rod face in each direction in one slot. So it's got eight slots. So I, I literally put 16 rods in that little thing. And it's, uh, it's two feet wide or long, however you want to, you know, describe it. And then you space it out evenly but um you know it's it's super easy to install all those plastic pieces slide right in what's what we know is gear track you mm-hmm. know it's it's pretty much the same gear track that's on all the kayaks and the the plastic pieces in in both styles um just slide right in there and it's it's a real snug fit and then the end caps are what actually holds those in place and that's where you screw in so it's two screws per bar and so you got four screws and you're done. I mean, you could put like a third screw in the center of the track and we have holes punched in the bottom of that track. So you could, you know, screw or, 
you know, if you had drywall, um, you could put like a molly in there, like a heavy duty molly, you know, depending on what, you know, how heavy your rods are. But I mean, the one that I put up in my garage, I did, um, I think I got two or three trolling rods hanging in there. They're like ugly sticks with big line counter reels, uh, two fly rods and a bunch of conventional bass rods, both bait casters and, and spinning reels, you know, or spinning rods. And, um, super nice, compact, lightweight, and super easy to install. It's like dummy proof, but what they did, and it's perfect for guys too, with like boats because they pull their boat into the garage, you know, your ceilings right there. So if you're sitting in your boat, you can just grab and go with your rods and put them in your boat. Yeah. Um, I got an overhanging shelf in my garage that I mounted mine to, and, uh, I could, I can link the video, um, in the show notes, um, for you guys too, when I go to upload it, but, um, super easy install, man. And it's just super, super easy to use. Um, that would be for a ceiling application. Um, whereas the tracker rod could be both horizontal vertical on a wall or used on a ceiling application but guys that were kind of reaching up to like slide their butt ends into the ring ends and then clip into the hook ends on the tracker rod mm-hmm. wanted something a little easier access so that's why we came up with the hang them high it's just nice and easy um so that that came after the tracker rod the one that matt was just showing up um the hang them high it's it's one of our newer rod racks but you know for guys that have tons of rods or they w- don't want to like scissor their rods in each slot mm-hmm. we have a little piece that connects gear tracks so now you can add on one two three four as many as you need across the ceiling of your garage and have them all right there interconnected which is pretty cool oh that's um, cool just- yeah, it's uh, just like a little track connector piece that we mold and make in the house to to connect the tracks together. Huh, I didn't Which, realize that. Well, in your tracker rod plus, when you go to put that up, that's got some. Uh, I believe that's got some shorter gear track pieces, and there is those connector pieces to connect those together. So with mm-hmm. the tracker rod plus, it it actually started with the tracker rod. And we would sell that in either two foot or four foot sections. The two foot section would hold um, six rods and the four foot section holds eight rods. And that's pretty much set ready to go out of the package. Um, You know, the problem that we had with that is a lot of people were like, well, I only got eight rods. I don't need these extra ones or You know, I, um, and then not only that, but because it's a four foot long piece, the lovely UPS people like to overcharge you for shipping. Oh my goodness. So we, um, you know, this was before my time, but they were like, you know, how can we come up with a solution with this? So they did the smaller track pieces with the interconnecting pieces. And now that tracker rod plus is, um, will hold eight rods. So each gear section holds four rods. Um, and then if you're a guy that's got 12 or 16 rods or whatever, you can actually order add on pieces. Um, or you could just order two tracker rod pluses. Now you're holding 16 rods instead of the 12 you were limited with, with the four foot section and then getting charged the extra shipping. Yeah. So, 
you know, it's, it's one of those things, you know, you can't please everybody and you know how it is like fishermen, they like to complain about everything and, you know, no <laughs> offense to anybody, mm-hmm. but you know, that's what we do. We listen to our customers and we get feedback and we're like, all right, how do we solve this problem? Right. And, um, that's what we came up with and, uh, it's really worked. And, you know, those interconnecting pieces, you know, it, it strength, strengthens up that rack. Yeah. That's the tracker rod plus there. So, that's eight rods and you could see the hooks. So that black piece on the hooks is actually, um, it's a really, really soft plastic. And mm-hmm. we actually use that to make our kisser buttons for archery bows. Um, oh. So it's a soft plastic and it flexes. So your rod tip end, you know, you're not going to put it on the tip. You're going to be a couple guides down, but you just slide it up against that and it'll, it'll bend so you can get your tip in there. And then your rod's totally secure. It's not going to fall out of that holder. Yeah. And, you know, for $32.50 to hold your rods on the wall. And like I said, you could do that vertical like it's pictured right now. But you can also turn that and mount them sideways. You know, say you don't have the up and down space, but you do have, you know, this section in your garage that's eight foot wide, you know, for eight foot rods. Now, bam, you can mount them horizontally. So when I um, did that video, I mounted them horizontally just to show that. But this picture here, um, this is the, I believe this is the old owner of the companies. Or no, that might be Jim Crowley's place. Uh, he does a TV show called Hook and Hunt TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's got, God, if I had a guess, there's probably 32 rods there on the one wall. Oh, yeah. Something I mean, like it's that. full. So, I mean, that's, that's just it, right? Not, you know, some people have two rods, some people have 40, you know, we all got problems, right? Having 40 rods is a good problem to have, but, um, you know, with that tracker rod, it's, it's module and you can make it fit whatever way you want. Now on the tracker rod, you have a set screw, so you could set the hooks and the, um the actual rings that your butt end would slide into um so it's nice and secure they don't slide around in the track because you're going to want to space those out um due to you know your real arms or you know handle coming off so you don't want those stacked right on top of each other so you got to space them out so you got a little set screw and i'll give everybody a tip here and i threw it in the video and i'm telling you brad when you go to set yours up Uh uh-huh put those set screws in from the backside and you can hand feed it in almost to where it hits the bottom and now it'll slide in the track. And then when you get it in point in that ring, there's a hole and we give you an Allen key and you can tighten that down and it's a friction fit in that, in the actual track. So it pushes towards the back of the track. Yeah, yeah, correct. Correct. And that'll hold it in place. Like you'll tighten that down and you ain't moving that thing at all. It's like putting some in our gear track in a kayak. Like it, it, it's, you know, fits in there perfectly. Um, but that way you can adjust, like if you got bigger reels and then your next three rods, you know, are crappie rods with smaller reels. Now you can stack those closer together, but a lot of people try feeding that, that set screw in from the top of the ring and they really struggle with it. So you just yeah, feed it, it in forever, from the backside. <laughs> yeah. You just feed it in from the backside and then slide it in and you don't have to go all the way up to the bottom, just enough clearance for it to slide in the rack. And then you just snug it up basically. Yeah. And would... I've, I've seen guys too real quick, 
you know, when they're doing the horizontal to fit more rods in a smaller section, they'll do like we were talking about with the hang them high and they'll rotate like ring hook, ring hook, ring mm -hmm. hook going down. So that way now the rods are facing in op opposite directions. My OCD would get the best of me. So I just <laughs> put mine all going the same direction. Yeah. So go I, ahead, man. I was going to say, so I, I was trying to figure out how I wanted to mount them vertical or, or horizontal. And then I got to thinking my ceilings in my garage, they're like seven and a half feet. My rods sure. aren't going to fit. So I'm probably going to have to mount them horizontal. I really like that. The, well, you uh, can mount that on the ceiling too. If you wanted to do that, the only trouble is the only trouble is, is like, you know, you're not fishing out of a big boat. I don't know how safe you feel like standing in your kayak on your trailer. If you still got your trailer to get up there to get your rod. Anymore. But if I you can got, reach up and touch the ceiling though. My, oh, my. then you're good, dude, because that's yeah. going to come down off the ceiling. What is it? Um, I think from track to the bottom of the ring, uh, if my memory serves me correct, is like three and a half, four inches. Yeah, so, yeah I mean, that's going to be perfect for your garage. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I might do that. I'll have to think about it. But yeah, I was really struggling how I wanted to mount them. But it was funny before you even sent these to us. I was thinking about buying some kind of rack system for this. Well, you reason. had said that. Yeah, yeah, you had said that, and uh, I think I, you know when I reached out to you guys and I was like, hey, let me send you guys some stuff and you know check it out, and then uh, you know we'll jump on a podcast and talk about it and. Uh, you know, you were like, dude, I was just thinking about that. And I'm like, perfect. <laughs> you know, I, I got your solution, bro. I got you. Yeah. yeah. I got yeah. you. And I wanted I'm, to send I'm, you guys, I, well, I wanted to send you guys both styles, you know, and Matt's like, well, I'm going to put mine in my basement and, you know, I don't have wall space, but the ceiling. And I was like, dude, I got you covered. I got the perfect. Thing. Oh yeah, dude. The second I got it, I was literally looking at it. Cause it literally just takes for the, the hang them highs. It's just four, uh, number eight screws, set screws. That's all yeah. it is. Yeah. And it is the like this width is perfect for guys who have it in the basement. This width is perfect to fit my cross beams right above me. Yeah, dude, it's gonna be money. I yeah. was gonna say your basement's unfinished. You just gotta throw some screws up in there and you're good to go. Oh, dude, it's gonna take me eight seconds. Like, yeah, it's the only thing that's gonna take me longer is if I decide to drill a pilot hole or not. That's about it. And that, yeah, you and that's how to. it was uh, when when I mounted mine in my garage. You know that shelf? It's just two by fours with a sheet of plywood on top of it. You know. So I just screwed right into those two by fours. I was literally done in, like you said, three minutes. Like, yeah, I pretty much laid everything out and I was like, okay, zip, 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 done. Like, you know, I was thinking if I was going to put it on the wall horizontal, I was thinking about using wall anchors. Do you think that'd be a, yeah. a right idea? Yeah. So, um, in that video I shot, um, I definitely mentioned that and I would, you know, you come from the remodeling background, Brad, you know, nowadays there's so many different styles of wall anchors mm -hmm. and, you know, you can get the big ones that'll hold like 150 pounds on one wall anchor. That's total overkill. But, yeah. you know, depending on, you know, the, you know, because we have a lot of people that use these in saltwater and they'll mount them on their, on their boats under the canopies and the salt boats. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a lot of guys that mount saltwaters and we have this thing called a tournament rod holder. And it's like the stuff you see when they're catching tunas and stuff with the huge reels on it. And it's, it's a mount that goes into the track 
and it'll actually hold the reel on that one side versus hmm. sticking a butt end in because usually they got those goofy butts that like come out and then angle down to go in the the rod holder portion. Yeah, there you go, man. And that's all uh I think that's all brass um those pieces, but it's an easy solution for those guys with the saltwater stuff and they mount them up on the canopies in their boats. It's super cool. Um, there might be a picture there. I'm not sure of it mounted in a boat. If not, I know we got one on, uh, our Instagrams or Facebook page, one of the two, but, um, you know, going back to your, you know, what we were originally talking about, you know, it's, um, you can, you can mount it whatever way you want. I mean, hell you can mount it at an angle, but with the drywall anchors, you know, for typical bass rods, if you got a 40 pound, um, drywall anchor, you'd be totally fine. Totally fine. Cause I mean, your rods don't weigh that much. I mean, yeah, you know, uh, and they're starting to get lighter. I mean, it's yeah. not like it was when we were all younger, we were kitchen getting rods. Like I, I found my kid rod, not even a kid rod. I was like 14 or 15. It was a, what was it? It was an old, uh, ugly stick yeah that thing is like feels like a tank compared to my x matrix or even even my wife's push button ugly stick it feels like it weighs four like a cat it'd be like a deep sea rod and i was like man this thing is only set for 12 pounds and it feels like it's eight pounds i mean i would say for all your conventional rods from your crappie rod up to your musky rod like a 40 pound drywall anchor 50 pound even like 50 would be overkill because you're not putting 50 pounds on there but drywall anchors totally fine we've had a lot of customers do that um you know and if if you want to be take that extra step instead of putting two in each rail do three you know like Mm. we have the holes there for you to do that um is that overkill in my opinion yes um just having a construction background but you know it'd be more than sufficient more than sufficient yeah good good to know yeah man Okay, so ba, 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 ba. ran through the rod holders, which I'm I think you undersell it a little bit. This is something that I really think a lot of people should look at, especially if they're starting to get into you know into kayak fishing, into fishing period. You're gonna end up if you fall in love with it, it's the endless pit. I tell everyone, get your kids hooked on fishing because they'll never have money for drugs. Well, um, and, that, and that's a thing too, right? Like, and I briefly mentioned it at the beginning, like when I briefly mentioned the rod holders like i freaking scream at my old man every time i go to his house and i walk through his garage he's got like a mound of rods just laying on the ground on the floor i'm like what are you doing <laughs> like seriously and and we're not talking cheap rods okay because he's yeah. got a kid that's hooked up with douglas and like you know he he likes to buy high-end crap you know and i'm like dude like this just makes me cringe every time i see it so I, I actually got a tracker rod plus system for him. I have to go over there and mount it still, but um I'm like, dude, like no more. Like this is this is gonna end. And you know, in the past, he's like, ah, oh, I broke a freaking rod tip. Can you order me a rod? And I'm like, dude, like how? And he's just like, ah, you know, I, I, I hit the garage door. It wasn't open all the way. And I turned around pulling it out of the back of my truck. And I'm like, dude, like seriously, um, you know, or like, you know, he knocks something over in the garage and I'm like, dude, like, seriously, this could all be avoided. At least stack them in the corner instead of laying on the damn floor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, And that's the thing too. Right. Like 
we've all been there. You know, you stack your rods in the corner, you go to grab one or two, and now five fall over. You know, mm-hmm. this this is that simple solution. And that's the thing too, right? Like some of the other uh rod holders on the market for like storage wise, like you're paying like 50 to a hundred bucks. I've seen, whereas you know, that hang them high is 25 bucks. That'll hold yep. 16 rods, eight, you know, eight to 16. And I mean, you could obviously go less, but it's up off the floor out of the way, you know, no problem. That tracker rod plus is uh 32 50, I believe. Um, but when, um, when you order just like the two foot tracker rod, uh, that's a little less. I think it's like 28 bucks or something like that. Cause you have a couple less parts Yeah, and you could only hold six rods versus eight with the track rod plus. So, I mean, you're talking like, you know, like I've always said, I've spent m- way more money on worse things in my life, you know? Oh, like, yeah. Oh yeah. And if it's protecting your investment or your rods, that is huge. You know, like I said, like, rods aren't getting cheaper and granite like not everybody's buying high-end you know douglas st croix you know uh whoever's you know rods but you know even still like what's a, a rod reel combo going forward nowadays cheap ones are like 80 90 bucks yeah i'm about to say yeah. you're looking every bit of 70 to 110 dollars for a cheap combo i mean that's that's you know, you got six rods stacked in the corner. Let's say that's 600 bucks. You knock three over, step on the tip of one. Well, there goes a hundred dollars, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you could have solved that problem for less than 35 bucks, you know? So, yeah, that's, that's the crazy thing is the cost. Cause when you sent it to me, I assumed I was like, well, cause I didn't look at, I didn't look at it. Cause you said you're sending them. And I was like, I'm not going to look yeah. at the website. I'm not going to see yeah. what they look like. I want to be surprised for sure. So you sent it to me and I was like, dude, this is probably every bit. I would say I was, I think I said 60 bucks when I was talking to my wife. It's like, it's like the $60 rod rack. I looked up, yeah. it's $25 Yeah. behind me. Everyone's seen, I have this, this thing that cost eight and it dropped a rod. Of course, yeah. I, touched it. <laughs> but I have this like $79 roundabout thing that barely holds rods. in. as you just saw, like the rod literally just falls out of it. When I touch it, <laughs> it's so stupid. And Whoa. it was 80 bucks and it holds like, sure. It holds a lot of rods, but the rods don't fit in it. You can't put rods with reels in it because they always hit each other. It's stupid. So like this thing just solves that problem because you can do exactly how you said, where they're kind of figure eight or not figure eight, but end to end. Cause that's yeah, how scissored in there. Some scissored. Yeah. Or whatever yeah. you want to say. That's I, I want to giggle every time I say that. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. That's me. I know. I know. I'm right there um, with you. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's from, from using a Yakima box, which a lot of us, especially in the kite community yeah. use, you're used to doing it that way anyway, yeah. it fits. Um, so yeah, I mean, at $25, you'd almost be dumb. If you have eight rods or more, you'd be dumb not to get it. Well, like and it's just, compact too, right? Like mm-hmm. we're talking two feet of space when you're yeah. talking like, you know, ceiling space, uh, you know, like. I mean, this room I'm in right now is probably 10 by 10, 10 by 11. I don't know. This is my little office room. But, you know, like literally like, you know, you got 10 feet going one way and yeah, it's probably 10 by 12. Um, But regardless, um, you know, you got plenty of ceiling space, you know, so if you don't have the wall space, you know, the only struggle is, is like we were talking about with Brad's situation, right? Like. He's fortunate enough. He's got short ceilings in his garage. 
But on the flip side, if you got a little step stool or a four foot ladder, well, that problem's just gone because you can yeah. reach end to end on that rock or rack um, being on a little step stool. You know, mm-hmm. you could reach from one side to the other and get all your rods up and down super easy, you know. So, I mean, yeah, for for the cost versus the protection of your investment, dude, it's it's a no brainer in my book, you know. And oh, yeah. Again, that goes back to all of our stuff being made in house. Like, you know, have we had all those things made overseas? Now you got all the shipping plus, you know, this and that. And, you know, in the fishing world, you got to pay an excise tax and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. So it's just like, you know, it all adds up. And then, you know, who eats that cost? You guys, the end consumers, you know, and we don't want to do that. You know, we know like, You'd much rather spend your money on baits and expensive rods and reels. So, (laughs) yeah, you know, make a cheap investment item for you. And that's, you know, part of our company motto. Like we talked about earlier, you know, we're always looking for simple, affordable solutions that, you know, every fisherman can use, you know, regardless Mm -hmm. what they're fishing for. That's a good segue. You mentioned baits and I know. Bro fishing they're dabbling in baits now and yeah yeah you're actually changing the process yeah yeah so you know we got a few patterns you know um they're simple simple patterns we got um a crawfish a ned style craw a finesse worm a senko style bait and a swim bait um mm-hmm. so we we got a couple simple patterns in it was uh, before I got there, you know, and they had purchased them. And um, like a lot of other companies out there, it, you know, we get them from an injection or a, a bait molding maker um, that's big here in the States. And, you know, they're sold under our brand. Um, but, you know, again, made in the USA, important factor to us. Um, so they've kind of dabbled in it and, you know, when they first came out with it, they put a lot of energy behind it and it kind of took off and then they kind of dropped off because the X, Y, and Z became more important at the time. And then COVID Mm -hmm. hit and, um, you know, just haven't pumped them up. So a lot of people don't know about them. Um, you know, I like the swim baits, the swim baits are nice. They got some nice tail action on them. Um, you know, and they come packaged in a clamshell so your tails aren't getting all folded over and swimming funny and stuff like that and mm-hmm. i think we got it's four or five different colors in that and it they're pretty much your common colors you know my boss you guys would get along with him because he loves smallmouth and uh yeah. you Best know fish that, on earth. yeah that's why he uh he kind of ch- chose those colors he did you know um <laughs> But, you know, we're, we're kind of lacking in some color options and uh, even more bait patterns. So we've been talking and uh, we're going to start expanding on that. And then um, we're, we're pretty much going to bring all the bait making in-house, you know, for plastics. That's awesome. Um, so it'll be super cool, man. And, and that's the thing, right? Like we've been talking about, it's like, you know, we want to... Uh, we want to be able to dictate what's in our plastics, you know, how they act, how they react and, uh, be able to offer, um, more, 
you know, mm-hmm. um, with our manufacturing capabilities, our packaging capabilities, like we have our own print shop in our place and it's this huge section of our warehouse. And, uh, so, you know, we can make all the packaging there, things like that. So, you know, um, we already got all the bags pre-made up and then we slap a sticker on there, what the bait is and what the color is and a skew. So, you know, um, some of our, um, you know, uh, dealers and stuff can stack stock those on the shelf and Mm -hmm. you know be able to put those in their you know uh, pos systems and things like that so um you know we're definitely expanding on that aspect um but you know it's 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 picking up and um you know where i've been working on putting a lot of effort behind you know just getting the name out there that hey we make some baits and they're affordable too you know it's oh yeah uh, you know like like the swim baits the most expensive part of swim baits is that packaging you know what i mean like and if you know if if we could figure out a way how to make that cheaper we would but you know how it is you know kytex coming that Mm -hmm. um uh uh, who's the other one um is it striking that makes that swim oh yeah kytex strike king the rage tail comes in that yeah the rage tail was who i was thinking of yeah the big bites baits comes in that like a lot of guys who use swim baits are using those clamshells now and Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah It makes a difference, dude. It used to make me cringe. Shout out to the trash panda, a.k.a. Josh Eldridge. <laughs> he would throw all his Kytex in a gallon Ziploc baggie, and I'm like, what are you <laughs> yeah. doing, dude? Like, yeah. seriously, seriously. <laughs> Half of those baits are going to be junk. And I'd watch him, too, dude. The couple of times I fished with him, he'd, like, open the bag up. Like, he was picking through trying to find, like, that, that that you know, full Dorito that's got all the cool ranch on it, you know, because all of the, all the tails were all jacked up on it, you know? So it's like, dude, you could have solved that. Yeah, your storage solution makes sense because now you got this bag versus 10 of these clamshells in your boat. But at the end of the day, dude, like, it's, you know, preserving your baits, you know? Oh, yeah. So, but it's cool, man. Do weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we got the, a cool... Uh, oh, go ahead, man. Go ahead. I was just going to say the swim baits are the thing that caught my eye and the crawls that you guys have. And those crawls remind me of the uh, chigger crawl. Yeah. I like to yeah, use yeah. on trailers for yeah. gigs. Yeah, it's 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 got a, a nice uh, crawl, you know, pincher arm pattern to it, you know, yeah. where you got where you got that... Uh, flailing action it, it always reminds me of uh Wayne's wacky World, wavy inflatable <laughs> arm yeah, yeah 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 one of those too yeah <laughs> but wayne's world where he was like that's what i always think of you know i grew up in the 90s but you know um but yeah i, I, we, I can't wait for cool... dale hollow to throw the jig and one of those trailers on yeah dude. yeah um Matt Gibson is is one of our uh, team ambassadors, and we put out a, a little video that he did up, um, and it was titled Trimming Plastics. It's on our YouTube page. Um, just search Dubro Pine Ridge on YouTube, and you'll go to our channel. But um, he, uh, he did a thing on trimming plastics, so he took one of our swim baits, trimmed that down, and put it on a spinner bait. And then he took that craw, and he put it on a jig, on a regular jig and a finesse jig as well. So, mm. and he kind of showed how he like likes to trim up his plastics and things like that. And mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's a cool little like 
minute and a half video, two minute video. Um, but you can get some cool ideas from it. I, I forget. I think it was on the uh, swim bait. He kind of did like a bevel around the plastic and it just, it made that profile when it gets up by the skirt a lot smoother. It was actually kind of cool and nice. Huh. So I'm going to have to check that out. out. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I just but, subscribed. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And uh, we got a cool little underwater video. It's the, uh, the, the smaller craw that goes on a, like a Ned rig. Um, mm-hmm. we got a cool little underwater video of that, and those claws kind of float and just kind of flail out there, kind of like Z Man's TRD craw, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely not a Laztec plastic, but that action is very similar. And those are like stupid cheap. I think those are like 350 a bag, and there's 10 of them in there, I think, or mm-hmm. something. So, yeah, I was looking at all your guys' prices, they all most of them <laughs> like 399. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and and like I said, dude, like affordable. Um, the stuff works. You know, it's like you know we don't we're not out to, uh, you know, be driving Bentleys and Escalades into work <laughs> every day. You know, we just want to, you know, pay the bills and you know do what we do. You know, as are, long as are as long as still a thing. I don't know, but Escalades. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, they are. They I, I just, I mean. Yes, they do. We I just did work for a customer. He had a brand new one, and that thing looked. Oh, yeah, it was probably a hundred and fifty grand later. You know. Yep. Jesus. But his was fully but, loaded. Lord. I mean, that's just it, right? Like we're not out to uh, to gouge anybody. You know, we try to be realistic with our prices, and you know, obviously, we cover our costs. We get a little bit of profit, and uh, you know, we let you guys have a great product that's affordable. You know. So with with that said, since you guys are going to start doing it in house and stuff and doing CNC, is that going to drive the price up a little bit? You think? No, I don't think so. I think if anything, it'll drive it down a little bit. That's cool. Or stay exactly the same. You know what I mean? It all depends. Um, You know, um, there's some options there and there's some things we're looking at doing. Um, but um, I think I think if you see anything, it'll stay flat, flat the same. You know, like yeah. I said, I would like to get the cost of the swim baits down. And like I said, that price all reflects on those clamshells because we're not mm-hmm. ordering mm-hmm. eight million at a time. You know, we're we're ordering small batches. And as things grow, like hopefully that price comes down when we can order bigger quantities of those. Um, that's just how it works, you know, and uh but, you know, I think for the most part, you'll see it kind of stay flat the same, maybe. And I'm saying if it goes down, you're maybe talking like 10 cents, 20 cents a pack, yeah. something like that, you know. But yeah. um, more than likely, it'll stay pretty flat. Um, I just want to work on getting those swim bait prices down a little bit more because I think that would be way more enticing to the average angler. I mean, like I said, it's a great swim bait. But if you're looking at our swim baits compared to Kytex and you're like, well, I can save a buck 50 or two bucks a pack on Dewey baits versus Kytex, I'm going with Dewey baits. And if I got the same amount of action in it, you know what I yeah. mean? So, yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of where our mindset's at and where we go about it, you know, and we're not cutting corners. Like, that's the thing. Like, quality is a big thing for us. Um, so, you know, if, if it means we got to keep it at the same price 
to put a better product out there, great. Like, let's do it. You know, if we got to spend a little more on the back end to keep it um, just as good or if not better, we're going to do that. I'm excited to see what uh, your guys' designs are when you start making your own. Because that, that's always yeah, interesting pumped. to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Trust Especially me, coming from idea. somebody. That's that's exactly what I'm getting ready to say. Especially <laughs> coming from you. Because, like, the, the biggest advantage that Dewey, like, Dewey really lucked out. Not Dewey, yeah. but uh, Debro really lucked out when they got brought you on. And you're going to be like, ah, well, you know, I don't care. I'm pumping you up a little bit because you've been in this industry for so long. And not only as someone who's in the podcast game and then the, you know, advertising game for whether it's pro staff or companies or something, just running yeah, your own right. brand. You're a fisherman. And it's not well, like and- you're coming in like, oh, all these people love this bait. So let's make our own version of that. But like, no, man, I already know because your ideas in your head are probably stuff we haven't either seen or something that completely improves on something we have that we all wish we had better. Right. And, and I, I just had that conversation with the boss man the other day. I was like, look, we're not going to reinvent the Senko. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or, or the stick bait, right. Whatever you want to refer to it as like, that's that's a staple in the bass fishing world right but there's some other baits out there that we could you know put our own twist on make it do some different things on the way it's designed and the the little subtle changes that you can make to it to make it a better bait like that's the thing right like you see all the bait companies just doing these subtle little tweaks but it gives it that little bit different action or a little bit more float or a little more this and and that's just it right like and that's how you separate yourself i mean i use this as an example on so many levels you know love them or hate them but the guggen squad i mean look what they do like you know they've come out with some cool baits i use some of their baits and you know it's because they made those subtle differences and those subtle changes that makes them stand out from the rest you know Mm -hmm. same thing with z-man and the elastec you know like some of the baits they make are just like, you'll never beat that. So, you know, you could try to replicate it. Sure. Why not? And make it a little more affordable. Is it going to last as long? Probably not. Cause they got the, they got the lockdown on the last tech, you know, uh, plastic, but you know, you could do some cool little different stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, Brad, you got anything else? I don't. Uh, there, there was one other thing we were going to talk about, wasn't it? So yeah, there's there two was. things. So real quick, the first one we'll just touch on briefly is the uh, the uh, bottle top uh, line stripper. Yeah. So we make this yeah. little little thing that uh, you could take any water bottle and turn it into a line stripper with a drill, and um, it's like seven bucks. And I did this before I even knew about Dubro. And I would put a self-tapping screw through the lid of a bottle mm-hmm. and I tighten it down in the, in the, in the drill. But the problem with that is the bottle starts getting all like wobbly and you know, the whole eggs out. So you're good for like stripping two lines. Well, this piece, it's got a, a nut that tightens on both sides and it's reusable. And, um, uh, one of our walleye pros, he's a guide out on Lake Erie. He did a test and he opened the bale on six rods, tied the lines around, stripped six rods all at once. Oh, that's crazy. So, 
you could strip line really quick with this thing and for seven bucks it sits in your little toolbox and every time you gotta go strip a rod all you gotta do is grab one of the junk water bottles in your kayak drill a hole in the top tighten the the line stripper on there wrap the line around the bottle twice hit the trigger on the drill and you're taking off hmm. instead of sitting there doing this yeah, you know, which yeah. Is, that's what I do every time I do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, dude, it saves so much time, so yeah. much time. And the nice thing too, right? It, you know, with the exception of braid, but if you're stripping um, mono or fluoro, once that's done, you can throw it in the recycling bin. Yeah, you recycle yeah. your line, all that stuff. Braid, you'd have to throw it in the garbage because that's not recyclable. But you know, it's nice to still have that. You know, environmentally friendly uh piece to uh Braid, braids not recyclable not that i'm aware of it might oh, man be. i've been throwing braid in those little like recycled <laughs> bins at the park for a long time <laughs> matt's matt's killing the planet here but i didn't uh, know let me yeah this is why like, i just yeah, throw everything that government <laughs> yeah. yeah right <laughs> that's funny so uh, this other item is actually an old item that we're bringing back, and I'll share it up on the screen here. It's going to be a nice little tool piece that um, will work uh, in a boat, in a kayak, um, in your garage, wherever you want to use it. Um, but uh, I think we've renamed it to call it the Hangman. So what you got is a piece of gear track uh, that we use for our rod holders. Um, and it's got a piece of foam on each side. And then in the center is a tool holder. And then right in the center of that tool holder is a razor blade that can be replaced. Um, so you can cut your line and stuff like that. Um, Gibson actually just put out a reel today of using it. And I tested it out as well, where you can literally get the um eyelet of your hook right into those little slots and cut your line right at the eyelet of your hook or mm. uh, bait or whatever it may be and then tag ends too you just pull it down slip it right over that razor blade cuts it right off now you got a tiny little tag end or however yeah. big you want your tag end but you could see the slots here so i got the razor blade circled you mm -hmm. loosen this screw just a little bit that blade will slide out and you can pop a new one in as it goes bad. And is, it's your typical razor blade, 10, 15 cents a piece. Like a, like a utility knife blade. So it's not a utility knife blade. It's, it's like the actual um, square black razor blade. Oh, okay. I got you. So, uh, you know, like most utility blades have the angled front mm -hmm. and back. Yep. This yep. is like the old school razor blades where it's like just a rectangle, but it's got the thicker, metal piece on the back side yep. of the actual razor blade. And we got it's insets. Like a, it's like a shaving blade. Yeah. Yeah. And you got insets in the, in the back of that uh, plastic piece there to account for that thicker piece. So it holds that blade nice and stiff. Um, and then obviously you could see like tool holders. If you wanted scissors up here for trimming your plastics, um, these front holes, now you could hook tethers to that so now you got a tether mm -hmm. running in your pliers your tools whatever yeah. you know so it's it's a nice little thing that whole plastic piece is uh i think it's like three and a half four inches wide so it's nice small compact and that's um 
you know, in the, in the kayak world, that's what we're always looking for, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and then like this one pictured has got a, Oh, there's our walleye guy. Uh, Oh Lord. Oh, you want to see that? (laughs) That's a, that's a tanker. That's a big one. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Yeah. He catches them, man. He's up on Erie. Uh, he's up by Port Clinton. Hmm. Oh, there's Jay and Dustin. Um, his, uh, that's uh jesus why am i forgetting his name uh his name is uh or his guide service is big water fishing um but that current track piece right there it's got the plastic end cap so now you're you know the ends of your track aren't cutting you up or whatever um and uh that piece currently in that photo is uh i think it's 11 inches um but we may do just like a six inch version. So now you can basically cut it off, you know, right where the plastic thing starts and then just have a piece of foam to hang your baits on. You just stick your hooks in that foam and uh, you have a smaller, more condensed thing. Like for me on my new canoe, because it's got that flat side, um, I'm going to mount mine to the end of the seat or the edge of the seat. So everything's right there at the side of my seat. Mm-hmm. I can just yeah, grab it. Idea. I could reach down, cut the line. Um, but I did come up with a way to mount it in a gear track. So we'll have that option. Um, I tested it on a Frontier 12 today and uh, an unlimited. Uh, let me airdrop this photo. And uh, Gosh, I love Zach Apple a... for that reason. Yeah, let me airdrop <laughs> this real quick. Hopefully. Oh, well, I said uh, it too soon. I also love Apple because I can yeah. just airdrop random stuff on planes and buses and stuff. It's awesome. <laughs> it's a random, it's a random people. table. <laughs> yep. Whenever I see one available, I will airdrop something. That's it could funny. be something as just a meme or it could be something very not great. I did it at Disney and I made a family cringe. So, <laughs> so this is it mounted in a, in a gear track. And basically what I got is a riser piece below the uh below the track and the the actual aluminum track mounts into that riser piece and Mm -hmm. then um that riser piece has a hole coming up through it so now you can mount it with a track bolt and it brings it up off your deck so now your pliers aren't scraping the bottom of your deck Um, yeah you know i I just threw a pair of scissors on there and then i got a shaky head that i had at the office i was like crap i need a bait and i didn't want to go through the boss's boat because if he went through my boat i'd probably be pissed so yeah. I just I just grabbed that shaky head and I put it in there so you could see what it looks like with a with a hook hanging out of it, you know. So as yeah, you're changing baits, yeah, instead of cha- you know changing your bait and throwing it in a cup holder and then digging through it and getting poked by all your damn hooks when you're looking for it, now you could just hang that stuff right there and have it ready to go and you know not you know poke yourself like you got diabetes or something and no offense to the folks that have diabetes you know what i mean like yeah, nobody for everyone out poked. there don't yeah. get mad at us for that that was our yeah. boss who said that yeah. so yeah. write him don't no write him. i know I'm, I'm i'm not saying anything about you know diabetics my old man's How diabetic and I, I feel for him you know like i don't like getting poked so why would you you know uh true some yeah, people are true. into those kinds of weird things not me but uh you no, know like needles <laughs> but um you know it's it's a, a a nice simple solution um uh that the tool holder 
in um, the line cutter piece, you know, cause like <clears throat> there's some things on the markets where people use them to cut lines, but once those mm-hmm. blades go bad, you got to throw it away and buy a new one. Yeah. Yes. You could run to your local hardware store. And like I said, usually you can get like a three or a 10 pack of those blades for like anywhere between 50 cents and two bucks. You know what yeah. I mean? And uh, <laughs> it'll cut braid or cut mono or cut fluoro like yeah. butter. So, so it just reminded me those blades. So I work, I, I work construction. We take out a lot of bathrooms and stuff. You know, the old uh, medicine cabinets, they used to have yeah. a little slot in there where yep. they drop the used blades. Yep. We'd rip the walls off. You'd see a big pile of blades down in the, yep. down in the wall. <laughs> oh yeah. I've, um, I've found my fair share or the yeah. carpet guys used to have these carpet cutters. So oh, you'll yeah. find them laying on the subfloor underneath the carpet padding. Yep. You know, and yep. it's like I found that in my old place, and I was like, Jesus, dude, we could have had a razor blade come up through the carpet through my foot, you know? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Not to freak everybody out, but yeah, I mean, carpet guys, they that's what they do. I was a hardware There's... flooring guy, so I'll give those guys a hard time all day long. <laughs> There's know? blades in your floors, people. Yeah. They're gonna <laughs> cut you if you don't take your carpet out. Yeah, it's true. I, I've come across that same thing on yeah. the carpet too. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. funny. But, yeah, uh, but what's cool about that that last product you showed, Brian, is yeah. when you kind of went into it when you're like, oh, you know, you have your baits kind of there and you don't have to go hunting through a cup. If anybody who's been a tournament angler and you like to prep, you'll typically yeah. have a couple baits out ready to go. Yep. And you'll either put them in a cup holder. I used to just put mine in a cup holder. Or there's other products that are out there that have it, but essentially the other products are just extended cup holders. That's all they sure. are. Sure. Yeah. So with something like this, you can really look at if you if you're a tournament angler, you can have everything right there. And if you have a plan where you practice and they're biting a crank, a jerk, shaky head, and then blah 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 or jig, you can have yeah. all those prepped ready to go. If you're going out minimalistic rods, you got you have six baits ready to tie on with your line cutter right there. It's all built in. It lifts it off the deck. You can get it out of the way next to your seat where it's not in the way. Like it's yeah. like, I think that's a lot of people are going to flock to that. I think they're going to really utilize it. Yeah. And you're not fumbling around with scissors trying to cut that knot. Like I said, exactly. when I, when I cut the line off that shaky head that was hanging there, I wanted to test it because I was talking to Gibson about it. And uh, cause I had sent him one um, and he was like, Oh man, how, how close can I get the tag end with that? Cause he wasn't looking at it at the time we were talking and he was worried that the plastic that where the plastic slots are, you couldn't get in there enough. And mm-hmm. this morning when I mounted that to the kayak, um, I literally slid it in and I was like, Oh crap. Like I'm on the actual eyelet. So, I mean, pretty much 95% of all your baits are going to fit in that slot opening to get to your eyelet or cut your tag end off or whatever it may be. And now you're not fumbling around with your scissors. You know, the reason why I put scissors in there is for what we were talking about earlier, like trimming your plastics and things like that. Obviously you can't do that with that, but you know, when you're switching baits out, like you're talking in a tournament scenario or retying or whatever, you know, it's bam, it's literally stretch it, slide it. You're done. You know, now you're not picking up your scissors, trying to fumble around, get it all done. You know, we all know how that goes, you know, so Mm -hmm. um, it's just a nice, easy solution. And like I said, it's nice and compact where it's a perfect fit for the kayak. One hundred percent. So those should be released here. I'm hoping 
hoping by the time this uh, comes out. If not, it might be a week or two after. Cool. So, but I will throw this out there um, just because I'm the marketing guy and I get to do this. Um, I will put a <laughs> PNF code up on uh, up on the Dubro Fishing website. So if you guys want to pick up anything that we talked about tonight or some of the other stuff we talked about, we got a lot of bait making tools and things like that. Um, we got uh, all kinds of stuff. Um, go check us out. It's just dubrofishing.com. Um, and you could use promo code PNF20 and that'll save you 20%. There you go. Matt's like, I'm writing that down. <laughs> uh, you're lucky. I haven't like every other show, which I was going to say, you can ask, but the problem most of our shows and you probably see all the times we say brian's gonna get mad at us when we're talking about stuff <laughs> uh but typically whenever i'm doing a show I- i'm gonna be sitting like this and people i've had somebody like messages like why are you looking down i was like nine times out of ten man i'm looking down because i'm buying stuff from the guy i'm talking to like, yeah right now. He, he's yeah. done so that I, a few times. yeah I, yeah quite i often. will uh so, drop the yeah. tackle I will, uh, I'll put, yeah, yeah, I'll put, uh, I'll put that code live tomorrow. So if you guys want to jump on there, I know this isn't going to air for like a week or so. Um, but I'll, I'll put it in there tomorrow in case you guys want to pick something up, but, uh, yeah, it'll be uh PNF 20 and it'll be PNF will be all caps, but, uh, we'll do 20% off. And then, uh, that'll work too. Um, if, uh, you know, that's a nice thing too. I believe, uh, it's over $60. Uh, you get free shipping as well. So, nice. you know, if, if you're picking up a rod rack, a couple bags of baits and stuff like that, um, you should get free shipping with that as well. So, uh, I'll make it work in conjunction with that, but, um, yeah, man, it's, uh, thanks for, for, you know, taking some free product off my hands and sitting oh, in yeah, the chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, well, we'll have you to know, have you guys back on when uh, yeah yeah when we yeah as we release uh some more things like we're really focusing on the fishing side you know uh fishing and archery we got we got a really cool product that we just released at ata this year um it's a it's um it's basically like a bipod for your crossbow but it'll also work on ar platforms as well so dope and it's super lightweight Look at Matt. it, Matt. If you want one, I'll send you one, dude. <laughs> Matt was saying how he wanted to do some his eyes lit up shows. a little bit. He wants to do some hunting shows. Yeah, dude. If you guys want to talk archery products, one time, let's do it. If you guys want to talk archery one time, let me know. I'll jump on and talk to some Pine Ridge, dude. I mean, we make cool. everything from peep sights to uh, you know limb dampeners, uh, uh limb dampeners uh kisser buttons uh, d loop um speed buttons uh arrow spinners we make fletchings arrow wraps uh stabilizers um the the bow stand so that's how that bipod idea came up is we make a stand so your bow can stand straight up um let me see if i can find a picture of it i know i got a million of them um (laughs) But, uh, you know, that was how the, the bipod, yeah, I got one right here. Um, the bipod idea came up, um, for the crossbows, because when you're out crossbow hunting, a lot of guys are setting that on the ground and then, you know, deer or whatever they're hunting is coming by. And, uh, well that's here. I got it on a bow. Let me share this. I got it on a window here. 
There you go. Are you talking about the new one or the old one? So this is this is the existing bow stand. So we made a piece that goes in the jaws there, and those jaws will adjust for any bow on the market um, and keep your bow standing upright. So a lot of target shooters like using them. Huh. Um, but uh, I've got the new one if you want me to show it. The Oh, the, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, there you go. Bam. So a lot of guys were oh, struggling cool. like they'd have their crossbow sitting down on the ground and then their broadhead would catch the grass or whatever they were hunting in. And now that keeps your, you know, your limbs up off the ground, your broadhead out of the grass, your cams out of the dirt. And that's it on uh, an AR. I took all those photos, by the way. <laughs> nice. I just want to say and that's the piece that goes in the existing yeah. stand. So it'll like mount a to Picatinny adapter. Yeah, it'll mount to any Picatinny rail. Um, that screw that goes through will lock it in place on that Picatinny rail and clamp it down. And then our bow stand just goes around those little notches in the bottom. So it's super sturdy. So that's it's a sick. it's a cool little thing. But yeah, dude, anytime you guys want to talk archery, you just let me know. And I know a bunch of people now in the archery industry, so I can hook you up with some folks. Just saying. <laughs> Let's just go. Saying. I'm about it. So, I'm about it. But, but yeah, all right. I mean, if, if you guys are hunters too, check out Pine Ridge Archery. Uh, there's a link on the Dubro fishing tab. And if you guys are in uh, uh, remote control stuff, uh, airplanes, boats, cars, check out Dubro. I'm sure you guys already know about it if you're into that world. But um yeah, check it out, and uh, I'll put that code live for the fishing stuff um, when this show airs. Or I'll you know do it tomorrow, but it'll be live. About remote control stuff. What's that? It's expensive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I I really wanted to get, like, a remote control airplane, mostly oh, that... just to piss my neighbors off. So and it's expensive. You can, you can get some cheaper models, which I highly recommend um, because... I want, like, an F-18, man. Uh, yeah, that's expensive. That's super expensive. The motors <laughs> yeah. that they're putting, they're putting actual jet motors in those I things. Know. Those, insane. the motor alone is, uh, the smaller one I think is like two grand. Yeah. Two it's grand. not cheap, man. And Dude. I watch videos of people and they're like, yeah, my whole plane costs like $15,000. And then so, it's in the air for eight seconds and oh. it runs into another plane and explodes. So uh, Ohio. Uh, there's some guys, um, look them up on YouTube. It's flight F L I T E test flight test. These guys build stuff from scratch airplanes and stuff and helicopters. And they're in Ohio and they bought like this neighborhood. It's a bunch of guys and they bought a bunch of houses on a bunch of land and they have their own like runway and stuff. And they like, I was watching a video of those guys today. They built this plane that is bigger than me. Like it's it's literally like ten <laughs> feet long. Crazy. Like the wingspan is the wingspan on it alone has got to be fifteen feet. Like they had to take the wings off to get it out of the door of their shop, and then reassemble them onto the plane out in the field. And if this dude had to be at least almost six foot tall and the one side of the wing was as tall as he was Jeez, like dudes get crazy they do some that is awesome crazy. like i just i want that i want that and i just want to like because we live right next to our air force base so one 
I want to piss off the Air Force because I like to do it when I was in. So I, I want to do it now. And two, like, so when we run, Brad knows where we run softball tournaments, yeah. but it's, you can see like Air Force One will fly down and get maintenance done at Wright Pat. Sure. And I will, like, I put a drone up to like do video for our website and stuff. That's insane. Oh, A10. I love it. It's the best thing on earth. Yeah. Um, but uh, I put a drone up to get some footage for the, uh, website for our tournaments and let me tell you man it is the fastest i've ever seen anyone in the air force ever move that came flying around the gate and the fence to tell me to not do that because (laughs) i was in government airspace and i was like no i'm not you're stupid and they're like yes you are so i did it anyway and yeah so (laughs) but but yeah man i just want to i just want to take some people off but i didn't know it would be like a small personal loan just to get one in the air before i explode it against someone's house if, so. if you want to get into it we got a guy that uh does a lot of stuff for us on the uh rc hobby side and he's a really cool dude uh terry dunn he's up in wisconsin but he could point you in the right direction and get into a cheaper price point plane and get you squared away on how to fly it and all that stuff like super knowledgeable dude uh i forget how many planes that guy's got but it's a lot and he does a lot of our uh, instructional videos for the hobby side of things. So, uh, cool dude. And, uh, yeah, we make a lot of the hardware parts and stuff. And we actually got some closeout planes. I don't think they have motors in them, but we got closeout planes for for real cheap. There was a, a an old um, model maker that went out of business, and we bought off uh, all their leftover inventory. So, we got those on closeout on our website and they're like i think the cheap one's like 150 bucks but you got to get the electronics in the motor for it so it's always a catch yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well that's where your cost is is the electronic and the things yeah. You know? but yeah you know you you could probably build a plane right now for like uh, i'd say like 300 bucks i mean it is a decent chunk of change, but if you wanted to get into it, I will say everybody that I know that has gotten into it, um, they get addicted. You know, if you're oh, if you're a tinkerer or a builder type guy, like you'll get into it and you'll be like, oh, damn, that's just what I need. What my yeah. wife needs is me to get addicted to another expensive hobby. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're welcome. But, you're welcome, Matt. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. But uh <laughs> Guys, everyone, thanks for hanging on with us. If you're still with us at the end of the show, definitely check out Debro. They've got fishing, hunting, or archery hunting stuff, uh, RC stuff, everything imaginable. So check them out on all their websites. We'll have them all linked down below, as well as the Hang 'em High and the uh, the uh, the Rack Plus track video Rack Plus. track. Yep, there it is. Uh, <laughs> have that video down below that Brian did. We'll have that linked. And uh, yeah, Brian, it looked like you had something else. One more thing, we got some badass sun shirts made in the USA that we sell as well, hooded and no hood. So check those out when you guys are on the website as well. We're uh, we're working on some more swag as well, bringing that stuff in. But the sun shirts we got are awesome, and they're not like ridiculously expensive. I think they're listed at like forty nine bucks. Oh that's man, good that's price. awesome! Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they got like. Uh, some of them have like the uh, American flag silhouette, like going down the backside, and then it says Dubro on the sleeves, and then uh, the Dubro fishing logo uh, on the chest, like up by the pocket area. 
or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, check those out. I wanted to throw that out there because those things are sweet. Heck yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely, definitely have to check them out. And remember, everybody, PNF, three letters, 20, 20% off your order, debrofishing.com. Is that all through the Debro stuff, just the fishing stuff? That'll be just on the fishing. Right. Um, if if somebody wants, uh, that listens to this and wants to buy something on the archery side or the hobby side, um, email me. It's bschiller, S-C-H-I-L-L-E-R, at dubro.com d-u-b-r-o.com and uh i'll get you a, a discount code for those two as well so sounds good there we go well i've got nothing else brad i know you don't have nothing else so everyone nope. thanks for listening to another episode of the final cast on the paddle and fin network it's been fun we gotta go Woo-hoo. see ya see ya